for a walk together. It's it's just finding those little moments of bliss in the chaos. And that's um, that sometimes that's how motherhood is. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Daily Momsha Podcast. I am your host, Jesse True Love, and this is the first solo podcast episode. I have been collecting your questions over the last couple of weeks, and I have basically some motherhood and marriage questions collected for today's first uh, solo episode. Um, I honestly, I just have to say, like, I've been having so much fun with this podcast and it's really my vision for it was to share really bright minds and empowered women that are innovative in this space of whatever their field is that they are passionate about um you know whatever their passion is and and whatever they bring to society to the world to their communities and I really wanted to share those people that I found very helpful and supportive and the podcast has really done that and it's just it makes me so happy and it gets me so excited about the future of the daily mantra podcast and I'm just so glad that you are all here listening to the podcast and you even want me to do solo episodes I will be doing more on a variety of topics but I figured you know since this entire podcast so far has been really a lot of information about motherhood marriage relationships uh, parenting choices I thought that this would be a good first episode to do as the solo Um, basically just kind of like my thoughts on these questions that have been brought up, which are really great questions. I've talked about them on stories before, but I think having them here in more of a long form setting is interesting. And if you listen to this episode, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts. So you can message me or DM me uh, on Instagram or in our Facebook community. Um, if you're in the mom core method, my fitness program and app, or you can rate and review the show, which I would so greatly appreciate. Um, takes five seconds, just the flick of a thumb. Your five-star rating means the world to me. So I want to start off with the first question, which is what is the hardest thing about motherhood for you? And I feel like this is a loaded question because I feel like in each season it changes. Um, but I think that having the perspective that seasons do change helps me get through those hard times and when I am struggling with something in motherhood I I like to just try to tune out the noise and I feel like with time I've been a mom for almost five years now that has gotten a whole lot easier for me when it comes to mothering my children um, other other things I, I still have plenty of work to do on myself but when it comes to my kids, it is so easy for me to turn off the noise. Um, and maybe that's because I know I have my husband in my corner and we're very aligned on what we want for our kids and what we don't want for our kids. Um, and for me, he's always kind of just reassured me that whatever my gut is telling me, and this is what I tell my friends, this is what I tell my community, is that mama knows best. 
And what my husband always says this, and I've said this on the podcast before, but my husband always says when I'm stressing out about something, like when the kids have a fever or whatever, he's like, what would a mom do, you know, a thousand years ago when they were living in caves or like whatever, 10,000 years ago, I don't know. When were they living in caves? (laughs) Um, And that really simplifies what I feel like I need to do in that moment. And so like, if my daughter has a fever, do I freak out and take her to the emergency room? Like, no, keep your head on mom, give her the medicine if that's what you want to do. Or if the fever isn't too high, like let it run out because we know that the fever is a way for the body's immune system to fight off whatever is going on. Um, But just, you know, use the cold compress and do this and kind of just look at it and take it for face value. Um, And I think, you know, not freaking out about stuff like that. Like that's been kind of hard for me. Um, But I feel like the hardest thing about motherhood for me has been the fact that my children are the biggest mirror into what I need to work on in myself. And that can be a really hard pill to swallow for most adults. I feel like our generation, my generation is like the first to really dive into inner child work and trauma work. And you don't have to have something um, catastrophic happen to you to not acknowledge the, you know, little T or micro traumas that you've experienced in your life. And it's, it's really the, the fact is, is that trauma is in the eye of the beholder and, what's traumatizing to one person may be completely acceptable to another person. And it's not to say like, okay, well, this happened to me, but so many worse things are happening to other people. Um, I don't think that's how we justify trauma or how we dismiss it. Um, I don't think that's right. And I don't think it's helpful. And so I think our generation is the first generation to really kind of dive into conscious parenting and being more gentle and doing things a different way. And when I say my children are the biggest mirror into the things that I need to work on to myself is that I didn't know that I had all these things to work on, all of these things that came up for me until I had my first daughter, until she started talking. Um, You know, when babies are little and they're so adorable and you just love them with all your heart. And like, it's hard, um, but they're just so innocent. And I, I think toddlers are innocent too. But I mean, if you have a toddler, you know, it's not just like raising a toddler. You're kind of like dealing with a toddler and kind of managing those emotions while you also manage your own emotions. Um, and it's tough. You know, the the newborn stage is like, when it comes to the things you need to work on in yourself, like you just don't see it when they're tiny little because they're not talking back to you. They're not not paying attention to you. They're not um, ignoring you or having an attitude or like screaming in the middle of a store for no reason or for some other reason or whatever. Um, you know, the power struggles can be very real. And I think when those things come up and I want to act a certain way, that's been ingrained in me, these seeds that have been planted, uh, you know, when I was being parented, that's how, and we just talked about this on the last episode with Dr. Morgan Cutlip. And I've also talked about this topic with the mindful mess mom um, on a previous episode is that our parenting strategies start becoming ingrained in us 
when we are being parented ourselves. So when we are children and those are like little seeds that have been planted and they do not start growing until you become a parent. And, um, I mean, holy smokes, my children are triggering to me. And I think that, um, the heart, one of the hardest things is that, gosh, you just love them so much, but why are they so dang triggering? It's not them, you know, it's you, it's you with all your baggage and all of your, um, all of your trauma and the way that you were not parented. Um, and I think that something that I've seen kind of floating around on social media from psychologists and such say that some type of visualization is goes something like this. Like you imagine your child, your childhood bedroom and Imagine yourself as an adult walking into that bedroom and the little you is sitting on the bed and you as the adult that's walking in into your bedroom, you walk in and you tell everything to the little you that you never got to hear when you were young. You can tell them now. You can mother yourself now. And I think that there's so much power in that. It's like you don't have to despise your parents for the tools that they didn't have or the trauma that they didn't know they had or the cycles that they didn't break. Um, I think that they were a lot less aware of these types of things. There wasn't a lot of access to information the way that we have it now. Um, and there's just so many more tools and resources. And if you are not being proactive to access that information and to break the cycles that you know are not good, um, you know, there's, there's really no excuse for it. In my opinion, there's just so much information out there and you deserve to feel good as a mom. And if you are feeling like I've got postpartum rage and I cannot keep my head on straight when I, I just want to yell at my kids, it's like, there's something you are also a child. You have that inner child that has an unmet need, you know, all, all, all actions that we don't want our children to do it's all communication all of those actions are communication that are being unaddressed and so when you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin and you want to kick and scream and blow your top off um, it's probably because you also have an unmet need and there's something to say for a little workout here and there you know like doing a workout getting yourself a cup of coffee talking with a friend, reading a book, listening to a podcast as a way to kind of downregulate your nervous system uh, and, and come back to that homeostasis, right? So that you can show up as the best version of yourself, not only for yourself, but for your children and for the people that need you in your life. Um, and I think there's just, you know, I could keep, I could keep going on. I'm not an expert in this. This has been my experience and that's what I'm really sharing on. And I'm pretty open about this kind of stuff. And so I think that's why it's like, it's nice to hear that, you know, maybe you're experiencing similar feelings as somebody that you may think that doesn't experience that. I think motherhood has hard aspects and I feel like it's only hard for the good moms, you know, um, if you're trying to, if you're trying to do the right thing and trying to do the best for your kids, like it's going to feel difficult because you have these things that you need to unwind in yourself um, and I think that none of us are perfect and that's not the goal because when we strive for perfection, then our children assume that of themselves too. And I don't think that any of us are perfect and 
Um, I think that children show us unconditional love and they deserve that back. And that's that we owe that to them, um, that respect because they are little humans and they are going through this experience in their own, in their own way, you know, and, uh, we have to be the bigger person. We can't also have a tantrum when our kids are having a tantrum. And that's really hard. And I don't always do it, but I, I'm trying. And I think that that's, um, that's like the first step, right? Um, okay. I'm going to move on to my next uh, question. Do you guys want to have more babies or just the two perfect little girls that you have? Oh my gosh, this question. Um, this actually kind of hits a soft spot with me right now because... I am ready to have a third. I'm ready to be pregnant. I want to be pregnant. I just recently got my period back. I've had two periods. And so I just really thought that, you know, my body was ready. I have always gotten pregnant easily. Um, you know, when I first went vegan five years ago, I got pregnant. Hey sister, let's talk about skincare that really works and doesn't leave you feeling like you've got buyer's remorse. I'm talking about Dime Beauty. These products are made from clean ingredients, are vegan, cruelty-free, and contain no harsh chemicals. Dime products are also ranked between a one and a three on the EWG toxicity scale. As I'm sure you already know or have heard, fragrances can be harmful to the skin and clog your pores. So of course, Dime Beauty products are fragrance-free, which I totally appreciate. My favorites are the mascara, hyperglow vitamin C serum, and the TBT serum. It's honestly the best clean mascara I've ever used, and trust me, I've tried them all. Dime Beauty is a budget-friendly, vegan, and cruelty-free option for fantastic skincare. Their packaging is glass, making them eco-friendly, and they offer returns up to 60 days, as well as free shipping on US orders over $49. And you can use my code TRUELOVE20 at checkout to save 20% on everything, including bundles. That's code TRUELOVE20 at checkout. T-R-U-E-L-O-V-E-2-0 at checkout. Now, let's get back to the show. Pregnant like three months after, and I hadn't been on birth control for years, but I had been on birth control for a long time before that stretch of time where I wasn't, and I wasn't getting pregnant. And then when I went vegan, I got pregnant. So kind of on accident. Um, so I always think that maybe... Maybe not going vegan helped me get pregnant, but you know, the removal of so many things out of my diet at that time. Um, and then I got pregnant right after my first period that I got back with, um, right before river, I got pregnant. We had a miscarriage, which was extremely traumatic, um, and very sad. And unexpectedly we got pregnant the very next month. Um, and I felt a lot stronger connection to that pregnancy. I felt like it was strong. Um, and then we got river. So I am, I don't know. Let me see. River is almost two and a half. We are ending. I, I can feel that our breastfeeding journey is coming to an end. I've gotten two periods and, um, I have, we've been actively trying to get pregnant and I took an ovulation test, multiple one every single day during when both of my, my cycle tracking apps told me I was ovulating and I never got a spike in the luteinizing hormone, um, which is what you need to drop an egg and, and actually ovulate. So, um, you know, I haven't done any testing on this besides the at home testing this last cycle, but it looks like I'm having a menstrual cycle, but I am not ovulating, which is um, 
you know, my husband tells me just to relax and that my body is just preparing itself and getting everything balanced out because I haven't had a period in, you know, two and a half years. And it's kind of a hard pill for me to swallow, but I would love to have one more baby. I think that three will probably be my cap because I just know the risks with more than three C-sections. Um, my sister keeps putting out there that I'm going to have twins, twins run in the family. So, oh my gosh, could you imagine twins in this five foot body? Um, but I will take what I can get. So, uh, yes, we are actively trying to get pregnant with baby number three, and I cannot wait to share with you guys when we do get pregnant. Um, I'm so excited uh, for that time. I'm just really, really hopeful that we will be able to have a third baby. Um, the ovulation sticks not telling me that are telling me that I'm not ovulating is kind of a bummer um and with my second period I was pretty sad when it came so yeah next question <laughs> um how do you keep yourself mentally healthy as a mom I feel like this is the this is the golden question um yeah I feel like I do a lot um and I feel like maybe it's not what you think um Every morning I have a cup of harmony in my coffee. I mean, I look forward to that cup of coffee when I go to bed at night and it fills up my soul. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm sitting there with my husband drinking it or I've become so in love with coffee shops. And um, there's just something about a warm drink in the morning that just makes me so happy. And I love my harmony lattes. I've been adding collagen and MCT oil to break my fast because I usually stop eating around 7.30 or 8.30, just depending on what's happening in our life. Um, and I will usually do like a, a 13 or 15 hour fast. And then to break that fast, I'll have that yummy coffee that has MCT oil, which is just straight fat and um, collagen, which has protein. And then sometimes I will eat before, which will be like, uh, organic eggs and avocado and maybe a piece of sourdough, or I will skip the sourdough and just have the eggs and avocado, um, maybe some turkey like in it. Um, I don't know, like that's like my morning. I love taking care of my skin. That's like a big thing for me now. So I've got like skin tools. And I mean, for somebody like before I turned 29, my skincare was like those Biore nose strips. Like that was the extent of my skincare. Um, and I had 11s that were deeper than the Nile River. Okay. So the frownies and the dime and getting, I just got my first facial for the first time in my life from my best friend's med spa, Teeth med spa. I got a hydrofacial for the first time. I'm just like never not doing that. It is, if, if it's accessible to you, a hydrofacial is amazing. And if you are in Southern California, I highly recommend Teeth Med Spa. Um, they are just, I mean, they just have all the details. And yeah, I mean, that was never like what I did before. That was my first facial and I'm 30. Um, but I think so, like my skincare has become big for me. And these are like things that I can do from home, you know, because I don't leave my kids with anybody. We don't have babysitters. We don't have family watch the kids. And I think mostly because I'm able to, um, I work from home, I coach from home. So I, I get to be with them. If I need to have an hour to shoot a podcast or shoot workout videos, you know, my husband takes them or my sister will help me watch the kids or my mother-in-law will help me watch the kids. But it's like, I'm always there too. It's not like taking them anywhere. Um, so my, my 
mental health has been finding pockets of time that I can like pour into myself. And for me, a big one has always been movement. It's always been exercise um, because, you know, not only for the physical, right? Not because to, to look a certain way, but to feel a certain way. And not to say that looking a certain way isn't important to me because I do like to look a certain way. Um, it's not like I'm going to go do a fitness competition. Like that is not the look I'm going for ever. Um, it's not the lifestyle I want. It's not, that would not be mentally healthy for me, but some type of movement every day. My walking board has been a game changer for my mental health. I can walk through some mental bullshit on that thing. Um, I can get through emails. I can get through my DMs. I can, uh, I can move through anxiety. I, I tell my husband when I've kind of like reached my boiling point, it feels like I want to crawl out of my skin. And that's how I know I've like, I've gone too many days without getting a workout in or a, like a, a workout that's hard enough. Um, so I think for me, like my mental health has a lot to do with, um, the things that I'm putting in my body, right? So, uh, the things I'm putting in my body, the things I'm putting on my body and moving my body. And then also like connection. If I feel like I, if I haven't really like connected with my husband, cause he's my best friend, but we also fight, man, we can, we can duke it out. Um, not literally, but you know, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's helpful to know that, uh, you know, we're not perfect and i never have claimed to be, we are high school sweethearts. We've been together for 15 years and, we have grown through some shit, man. And we are still growing through it. I feel like I've always said that, you know, you grow up your whole life and you have all these different relationships to figure out what you do like and what you don't like. And then you end up finding, you know, the man or the woman of your dreams and you marry them. And we've kind of done all of that together. We've grown through different seasons of ourselves, different seasons of us. And it has not been easy, but I don't think it's supposed to be. Um, we truly are twin flames. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like I've known him my whole life and, and so many lives. I feel like I'll meet him in the next life too. Um, yeah, he's just my best friend. And I feel like if we are missing that connection, which happens, right? Because sometimes we can feel like passing ships in the, in the night, you know, because the parenthood can be like that sometimes, but it's really important to check in and not, and not let those seasons last too long because you don't want to wake up one day and wonder what happened to your relationship when you've got these grown children or something, you know? Um, and we're, we're definitely not at that point. Um, you know, we are really intentional and we, we do fight and we do have kind of blowups, but I think even now, like we have a lot of change happening and it can be stressful. And, you know, I listen to Jordan Peterson a lot. You can feel one way or another about him, but um, you know, he says that life is a lot of suffering and there are these moments of happiness and it's like, can you ride out all of the suffering with that one person? Uh, and that's, you know, it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies and you're going to have these moments of happiness that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we got through that hard thing to experience this together. And I feel like that's kind of, that's kind of like what our relationship is. Like we're really confident in the fact that we're going to be together forever. Um, but we're also always pushing each other and pushing each other's buttons. Um, I think we do that really well. 
Um, so yeah, keeping myself healthy, mentally healthy as a mom is kind of multifaceted. Um, I don't meditate. I want to, I just have not gotten around to actually doing that. I feel like I'm always going, going, going. And so my breath work and like the mom core method has been really helpful for me. Like that's where that method came from. It's like really what I need. Um, it's, it's slower movements, more intentional movements that act as a meditation for me, if that makes sense. Okay, next question. I know it's kind of long-winded. Um, how to avoid mom guilt for things such as going to the gym, meditation, mom core. Okay, so we got a mom core mom on here. When you are a work away from home mom, I'm gone over nine hours a day for work. So I don't do anything else because I feel like I shouldn't since I'm gone so much. Okay, I totally, I totally get where you're coming from. I do not work away from the home. I've never worked away from the home since having my kids. I've been very fortunate. Um, but I feel like the mom guilt seeps into the cracks of whatever mom, no matter what situation, it literally does not discriminate. And I think that we have to start thinking about our self-care as service to our family and to our health versus something that is selfish. Um, and also get your kids involved. Like if you feel like you don't want to be away from your kids for these things that help you take care of yourself, like find a way to include them. Meditation and movement is amazing for children. Teach them how to breathe, um, you know, and to downregulate their nervous system. Like these are all things, all tools that you can teach and give to your children that they are going to use for a lifetime. And it also fills up your cup. You know, I created the move with mama workouts for moms that have their kids around. And let's say like the kids are just not leaving them alone. My kids are in those workouts and your kids can watch my kids move around and jump around all over the mat and get distracted. But the truth is, you can include your children in any mom core workout. It doesn't have to be a, mo a move with mama workout. Your children belong with you with whatever you want to do, you know, and if it's like not perfect conditions, I think we have to kind of just meet ourselves where we're at, accept the world with, with where we're at versus kind of wishing it into another day, into a better opportunity or a better situation or everything is presenting itself more optimally or like whatever. It's like you're in a season where you have little kids and they're jumping all over you. Like that's your season. That doesn't mean neglect your, your physical and your mental health, you know, movement, even a walking board can help so much with physical benefits and also mental health benefits and also getting all the energy out of your kids, you know, um, there's just, there's just only benefits from including your kids in your stuff, you know, and if you, if that means you need to get some more resistance bands so that they don't steal yours, like that's what I've had to do. Literally. I don't have a nanny. I don't have anybody cleaning my house. I don't have anybody doing my laundry. I do it and I do it with my kids and I also create content and I also do these workouts. Like you will make time for what is important to you. And if you think that these workouts are not that important to you, then you are not going to do them and you're going to find a way to push it off until another day. Listen, you can do these breathing exercises in jeans, in, in the wrong clothes. You can do them in the wrong clothes, in not your workout clothes. You can do them while you're driving your car. Um, 
I think that we have to find these pockets of time, like I was talking about earlier, to pour into ourselves and find that connection with our body and kind of coming back to that balanced place, whether that's listening to a podcast while your kids play at the park, you know, or um, doing a workout together or going for a walk together. It's, it's just finding those little moments of bliss in the chaos. And that's um, that sometimes that's how motherhood is. I have so many messages and so many videos of moms working out with their kids doing the mom core workouts and yet they're crawling all over them. Like when mom gets on the floor, she's like a magnet for those babies. I get it. That's how my kids are. Um, and, and it doesn't last for long. That season is so short. So don't wish it away. Don't wait until they're older. Just find it in yourself to accept what your workouts look like right now, because they're not always going to look this way. I promise. All right, next question. Have you and your husband ever been through a rough patch? If so, any advice? Oh, yeah. We have been through a lot more than probably y'all think we've been through. Um, And, you know, I think that when you know you're with the right person, it's kind of like, you know, weighing the benefits. And the benefits have always outweighed whatever shortcomings each of us have or, um with the alternative, the alternative to not being together is being apart. And I don't think that that's necessarily always the answer because everybody has baggage and trauma and issues and triggers and all of this, all this shit, you know? And it's like, if you go try to be with somebody else, like you're, that person's going to have baggage and shit too. So I think that one thing to kind of understand that I have understood that has helped me is that and I've heard this a couple different ways, and I talked about this on the Morgan Cutliffe episode too, is that relationships are not 50-50. Marriage is not 50-50. Um, it's about each of you. I've heard this a couple different ways. This way is like each of you putting in 100%. Um, you know, and if if somebody doesn't have 100%, uh, then you make up the difference. And I love that because the last few years, me and my husband, you know, he's been down and I've had to grab his arm and be like, okay, we're going together. I've got you. I will make up your difference. And then he's done the same for me. And now we're kind of switching energetic roles. Like I have kind of been um, very dominant and had a very masculine energy in our relationship for a long time in multiple areas of our relationship, of our marriage. And it is exhausting for me because... I don't necessarily want it to be that way, but when I was when I was working full time in the the business before having my own business, um he had to stay home and take care of the kids. I needed him to. We didn't want somebody else taking care of our kids. So the alternative was I work full time from home and he helps me take care of the kids and no, the, the dishes didn't always get done and the floor wasn't swept. I still had to do those things. So it felt like I was taking on two roles, the breadwinner role and also uh, stay at home mom because I was still. And that was hard. Um, that that was hard for a while. I think, you know, when he got laid off from his job and I decided that I was going to go full force and, you know, kind of take care of the family, that was a low for him. And he was low for a while. And I literally had to put the blinders on and be like, 
I've got to show up for my family. And and I think that I think that in different seasons of your marriage, you know, you're going to have 20% to give and he's going to have to make it make up the 80 because you're in a you're in a partnership. You're in this together. And I think that if you're not with that person um, that's willing to kind of get down with you, if you are in that low place and kind of pull you up and out of it. Um, there needs to be a conversation. Like in my opinion, uh, there's never been a there's never been a time where my husband's been low and I'm like, okay, I'm out. Like you don't have your shit together because in the next season it's me, you know, and I need the support and I need him to take on take on more, take on the masculine role of being the breadwinner. I don't want to be the breadwinner. I want to have my business. I want it to be thriving. I want him to be the masculine energy in this relationship and I think that we've had different seasons of that I think another like you know the next question is did you and your hubby go through the roommate stage of having littles I feel like this was a rough patch for us when we first had Bradley I it was extremely traumatic I had an emergency c-section um I I felt like a stranger in my body I'd never had a surgery before ever. And I was had 26 hours of labor. I'm going to have to do my birth story on a separate solo episode because it was truly so traumatic. And something I didn't realize until much later, it was that it was also very traumatic for my husband. And I look back on that time. Um, and I, I just have so much empathy for his experience during that time. Because I was so much in the thick of it that I just, I just was so like upset, you know, um, and upset with him and upset with who I didn't know who I was. I went, had like that identity crisis. It was like, it was rough. I didn't know where I fit into the fitness world anymore. After I had my C-section, I was having signs of dysfunction, um, intercourse was extremely painful and I didn't even deliver vaginally. I was just so confused. Now I know that C-section moms are very likely to have a hypertonic pelvic floor and intimacy can be extremely excruciatingly painful if you don't work through that because the body is a connected system and scar tissue can play roles in this. And it's just, I didn't realize. And so I did, I thought my body was broken he didn't realize why I didn't want to have sex. Uh, he had postpartum depression, I'm pretty sure, because of my traumatic birth experience, him working, he was trying to get this business off the ground that he was going to be running. He was gone 80 hours a week working. Um, we truly were ships passing in the night. I mean, it was, it's just wild, you know, and he missed so much of Radley growing up when she was little, like just missed so much time. And I think he, he realized that when he got to be home with river, I think it was a really great experience for him. Um, not that it was easy. He always says that being a stay at home dad was the hardest job he's ever had. Um, and I think it just gave him a lot of perspective too. And I just, you know, even, even with those rough patches, you know, it's like, you guys have to know that it's a season and that it's, I think it's kind of normal. I think that you just have to be open to communicating as hard as that can be because it's worth it. I think I think most of us are in marriages that are worth it. And I think that the exceptions to that, I, th- I think are very red flag and, and blatant. And um, 
you know, and I, I'm not here to tell you guys what that is. I just know from my experience, like, yes, we have rough patches. Yes, we've been in the roommate stage. And yes, we still have seasons. I think understanding masculine and feminine energy and partnership and truly understanding who I am as a person and as a businesswoman and as a mother, as a wife, um, understanding my cycle and how hormones play into how I'm feeling energetically and also libido wise and supplementation. It's like so many things. And I'm just really grateful that I've been able to kind of like evolve alongside my husband because it's truly been that like we were babies when we met each other. I was 15 years old and we have, we've been through so much and so many kind of, you know, layers of who we are. And yeah, I, I, I think that part of me knows that we're going to be together forever. We've been through a lot and it hasn't been easy. Um, and we are willing to endure suffering, uh, because the good times are really good and we love each other. And, um, we know that we're meant to be together and we are determined that after our babies grow up and leave that we are, we're going to re rekindle and, um, you know, have this new season of who we are together. Um, but right now, like we love being parents. We love the family. Uh, we don't do date night. We don't do where we have a babysitter. It's very much like where one goes, we all go. Um, and you know, I know that doesn't work for everybody. We, we bed share and I extended breastfeeding. I just, I do all the things that are so controversial and I just don't understand why, but yeah, I think this is, uh, this is where we're at. I, I think there's something to be said to protect our husbands. They have a mental load that doesn't get talked about that people don't necessarily understand. And I think that we're not supposed to completely understand it. We're different. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my first solo episode. If you like this, please rate and review the podcast. Let me know if you listened, let me know what you want to hear about. Um, this has been the motherhood and marriage episode. Uh, thank you so much for sending in questions. I love you guys so much. Make sure you follow the podcast. Okay. Uh, more to come and talk to you guys soon. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Daily Mom Trip Podcast. If you did, be sure to subscribe. Also, before you go, I would love you forever if you could rate and review this podcast, share with a mom friend or on social media, and be sure to tag me at Move with True Love and at Daily Mom Trip Pod on Instagram. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you soon.